Here's a message from Ken Lavica. The Panthers are down 2-1. The Heat are down 2-1. But I ask you, who do you have more confidence in? Which train are you jumping on? Which which team can bring back the big trophy? We'll discuss. Stone LeBanowitz, hit the open. On your mark. Get set. Go! You are listening to Ken LaVica Live. What? Did we just become best friends? Yup. You want to go do karate in the garage? Yup. Turn it up. Turn it up! Now, live from the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, it's Ken Lavica Live on ESPN 1063. What a time to be alive. What a time to be a sports fan in South Florida. It's a big Teddy takeover here on Ken Levick Alive, Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX, Fox 29, joined by Stone Labanowitz. We don't have Ken Levick. He's out on the waters. He's out on a boat. But you know what, Stone? We were able to check in on him. He took a cruise. I don't know what kind of man, what kind of self-respecting journalist no and guts. leader. And leader. He's a fearless leader here on Ken Levick. But maybe in the cowardice of both teams being down 2-1. He decided to get away from it all. He's out on the seas, taking a cruise with the family, having a good time, I'm sure. But, but, you're in luck. Fans, you know that as we sit just off the intercoastal that he always says is sticky and, and miserable. As we sit here in the Anajar and Levine Accident Attorney Studios, ready to present to you a before game four of the NBA Finals as the Heat try to even things up at 2-all, we had to check in with the man, the myth, the legend, Ken Lavica. So here it is. This is exclusive. We got an exclusive two-on-one interview. Myself and Stone Labanowitz with Ken Lavica from the boat. The captain tried to tell us not to hit him up. We found out the first place Ken went was the bar, and they couldn't peel him off of that bar seat as he was getting the daiquiris in as he's stressing out ahead of Game 4 of the NBA Finals. But here it is. You'll hear it no place else but here on ESPN 106.3. Ken Lavica reacting from the Panthers' win last night and giving a little juice to the heat for tonight. Tapping into the Lido deck on the, uh, we will, we'll keep the cruise ship ambiguous. The name of the cruise ship. We can't have uh, your stalker stalking. Ken Lavica following game three of the Stanley Cup final. The Florida Panthers getting their first ever win at this stage. What the heck is your reaction, man? Theo, uh, I, I am I am already three daiquiris in, drinking last night in celebration here with the sunshine and on the Lido deck. I'm feeling loose. I'm feeling loose, and I'm feeling I'm feeling like they uh, chucked around and found out last night. You can't hurt my dude. You can't hurt my guy. You can't hit him like that and expect that that tough ass motherfucker is going to gonna 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 stay off the ice. He comes back, and that dude absolutely. Sh- all over Las Vegas. I mean, they have nothing for that. And, and I'm telling you, you guys know. You guys know. And Theo, I know you're a big Carter Verhage fan. I mean, what an absolute massive man. I mean, the balls on that guy. For that shot, that wrister, Theo, I'm feeling great. I mean, I am feeling great right now. I love it. And also, the Heat need a pep talk. So coming on the heels of that Panthers victory, can we just get a little little mojo? I mean, I know you're three daiquiris in, but uh, make it feel like it's six daiquiris in because the Heat need all the energy tonight at Casilla Center. Bob, just finished my fourth. Oof, these things are going down quick. Uh, hey, uh, Heat, I need you to be like Brandon Montour. That guy, that dude, that 
guy. He ended up flying from Vegas, going to see his kid get born, got back to Vegas, ended up getting his speed, and then comes back home and scores the first goal against Vegas. That's a man right there. Let's talk about being men. Let's talk about coming out of the locker room, Jimmy. Let's talk about coming out of the locker room at halftime and not playing like pieces of All right? Let's act like we are competing for an NBA championship. I mean, damn it already, guys. Spo wants you to suffer. You guys made us suffer in that third quarter the other night. Minus nine, and it can't be all bam. But bam, damn it, bam. When you have yourself a possession within single digits, don't pull up for elbow jumpers. I need you to find Duncan f***ing Robinson. That's right, DFR. That's his name, Duncan f***ing Robinson. Get it to the deep shooter. Don't f*** around with these guys. Stop letting that fat piece of pudding dominate you and put a body on him and win this damned NBA championship. All right, all right, all right. That's enough for Ken. Yeah, that's enough for Ken. All right, Ken, we're going gonna to let you go. Yeah, let's get him out of here. Let's get this guy out of here. Wait, what the f***? <laughs> we're going to let you go. Escort this that, guy. That's, that's all we got for you today. We appreciate your time. And we haven't heard from him since. We don't know the status of Ken Levicka, but we do know the status of the NBA Finals and the Stanley Cup Final. 2-1. The Heat are down. 2-1, the Panthers are down. And today, I ask you, because I know which side I'm leaning on, but I ask you, in a couple of hours here, I'm actually going to hop on that that big yellow bright train and head on down to Kaseya Center. Can I hear that train, Stone? Do we have the, the bright line sound right here? I mean, yeah, you got to give me two yeah, seconds. Yeah, I'll give you a so. couple seconds. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to just rush you into it. There it is. Because, you know, the bright line will rush you right to that Miami station and get you ready for the game. That's what I'm going to be hopping on to get to the Miami Heat game at Kaseya Center tonight, game four. Pre-game coverage obviously starts here, 8 o'clock, tip-off scheduled for 8.30. As we get ready for that one, we also will be remiss if we don't mention the fact that the Florida Panthers last night um, got their first ever, ever Stanley Cup final game victory over the Vegas Golden Knights, 3-2 <laughs> in overtime, and they also sit down 2-1. And as I look at both series and I look at the uphill battle, both teams are going to have to climb even after a win for the Panthers and especially after a loss for the Miami Heat. I realize the chances of South Florida getting a championship out of both the Panthers and the Heat feel slim. That feels like a a very tough uh, bargain to try and have. But I do have faith. I do have optimism that one will pull it out. And if I, Theo Dorsey, here today had to plant my flag, had to jump on one train to pick which team is going to be hoisting the big trophy at the end of this thing, I'm going to plant my flag with the Miami Heat, Coach Eric Spolstra, Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, Caleb Martin, Gabe Vincent, Max Struess, Duncan Robinson, Haywood Highsmith, anybody but Cody Zeller. I'm rocking with those Miami (laughs) Heat, especially coming off of a loss assuming Eric Spolstra makes the correct adjustments ahead of game four tonight and we see an inspired performance. The Miami Heat have showed us time after time that when they're behind the eight ball, whether it's the play-in, whether it's up against a team like the Milwaukee Bucks who had more talent and also was an extremely better defensive team, and also, again, against the Boston Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals after dropping three straight and everybody was writing all the think pieces about how this Celtics team is a team of destiny, who is going to make the most you know, incredible run of all time, one out of 150 NBA teams to do it, coming back from a 3-0 deficit. This Heat team always finds a way when their back is up against the wall. Now, tonight, 
game four, down 2-1, letting two guys have triple doubles on your head, beating you by more than 15 in your own gymnasium, this Miami Heat team is going to respond tonight, and they are going to go out and win the NBA Finals. I am fully confident in this bunch, and I am planting my flag. I am jumping on the Miami Heat train. The Miami Heat not only will go out and win game four tonight, but they will find a way to win this NBA Finals. I am sure of it. That's which way I'm going, and we want to know which way you're going. So Stone Labanowitz, before we reach out, and again, you can call in. You can call in 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, how you can tap into Ken Levick Alive here with myself, Theo Dorsey, and Stone Labanowitz, and tell us who you think is more likely, who you would plant your flag on, who would you put the bet the house on, the Miami Heat or the Florida Panthers, who both stand down 2-1 right now in the Stanley Cup final and in the NBA final. Stone Labanowitz, you. The man who watches every single game and clutches on to every second, every goal, every block shot, every turnover like no one else. Who do you have more faith in heading into game four for both series? You know, on on face value, this one seems tough, but at the same time, it's not necessarily that tough. I love you for your homerism, but the answer is not to Miami Heat. (laughs) I mean, it's just not, right? So let me give you the numbers first and foremost, right? These are from the sports books per bet MGM. This is today to win the Stanley Cup final odds that are presented. It's Vegas, the Golden Knights at minus 275, and the Panthers at plus 220. Going down to the NBA finals here, game four tonight. As it stands right now, heading into game four, this would be the Nuggets minus 800. Oh, my God. It's what they're giving the people right now. And you got the Heat at plus 550. So, it, it, although it seems big, they're not that far off, right? $300 off as far as two of the underdog odds. And you look at some of the statistics, you look at the Miami Heat, more wins than any postseason, more wins than anybody when trailing games by 10-plus points. So you talked about being in a hole. This is the first time, though, the very first time that the Heat have trailed a series in the playoffs. Like, trailed a series whatsoever, 2-1. Yeah. Like, this is the first time they've done it. So it's, in a sense, like uncharted waters, I think, although they've been in some of these situations before. as, as They you were in two win or go home situations. Right. Like, they've had their back against the wall, so they know what this feels like, but at the same time, they've never trailed a series. They've never had an opportunity to go down two games. And then you look at the Panthers and, and what they've been able to do, and the only series that they went down in is to the Boston Bruins, arguably the greatest team that hockey's ever seen, especially during the regular season. Didn't have a chance to put that stamp on the postseason. Right, right. I got bounced by the Don't boys. mean a thing without the ring, baby. <laughs> Something like that. Listen, it's the <laughs> Panthers, though, because you saw the way they got it done last night. I, I, I think this team plays better when they're down than when they're up, and some teams are just built like that. Like That's the cloth that they come from. They just play better when they know that they have to score if they want this thing to keep going, and they went empty net last night, six on five, and ended up finding the back of it. Two minutes left, I think it was when Matthew Mc- Matthew Kachuk ended up scoring that goal to force this thing to overtime. But I put my, my faith in the Panthers here because it's not a series until the away team wins. And I, I think that if they can snag game four and push this thing 2-2, pressure falls right back on Vegas. And I think that's why I'll go Panthers. It's not necessarily the odds. It's the spot where they're at in the series. I think they have Isn't it the chance. same thing for the Heat, though? In a sense, it is, yeah. right? You would have just uh, – if every home team won, the record would be what it is right now. Right. So I think if you want to look at it like that, that's fine. But it's you got to look at how you lost the game and 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 kind of who you're going up against. And you lose to a team that drops two 30-point triple doubles on you. I mean, you just can't feel confident going into tonight. But planting your flag, bold move. I support it. Rock with the boys tonight. 
But my flag's getting planted on the Panthers here, Theo. I can't be mad at you planting your flag on the Panthers. I was at FLA Live last night, watched that overtime winner um, for the Florida Panthers, and saw them be able to, again, it was history, because in Sunrise, they had yet to win uh, NHL Stanley Cup final game. So that was part of the history. The other part of it is there's some momentum now building with these cats, these cardiac cats, these comeback cats. They were down 2-1. And how about this? How about this? Because, you know, I don't even want to talk about Game 3 of the NBA Finals yet. We'll get to that. Let's talk about Game 3 of that Stanley Cup Final. At least relive a little bit of it because the energy at FLA Live was immaculate. Immaculate when the last two goals went through the net. So let's take you back to the scene. For those who missed the Florida Panthers, uh, you know, just epic comeback in the Stanley Cup Final Game 3. They were trailing 2-1. A little over two minutes to go in the final period in regulation. And at this point, it feels like the series is all but over. They're down 2-0 in the series already. Vegas has all of the momentum. They won the first two games at home, Vegas did, by what was the margin? Like 14-4? to, to four? So it was crazy. I, I believe it was 12 12-4 was the margin. 12-4 was the margin that Vegas had won. The last game, game two, was a 7-2 victory. You don't see that in hockey. And for that to be the stage that you're going up against and the Panthers to be two and a half minutes away from falling down 3-0, the man who has done it time after time this postseason, Chucky himself, Matthew Kachuk, does what he always does, and that's score timely goals when the Panthers need them most. Follow up from Bennett, blocked Ekblad near point. Looks across, big driver, Hagee, three rebound, they score, and it's Matthew Kachuk on the doorstep, and this game is tied at two with 2.13 to play in regulation time. That's courtesy of the Panthers radio network, and then Stone, as the Panthers carried it into overtime, I mean, how, how are you feeling, though, at this point? Because we've seen the Panthers do this time and time again this postseason. The Panthers leading into this game were 6-0, and in overtime games in the Stanley Cup playoffs, how confident? What, on a scale of 1 to 10, how confident were you for these Panthers to pull it off? I think with the fear of going down 3-0, you're not that confident. But like you had said, they're 6-0 in the playoffs in the postseason, and they have certain guys on this roster who just don't give a damn. Carter Verhage, one of them. Let's get a listen to that, please, because you just knew it was coming. I, I think for the homers out there, there's a few guys that are going to get this thing done, and it's Chucky. He brought us here. And yeah. then it's Carter Verhage to put the cherry on top. Tried to nudge it out front of the net, but the Golden Knights move it forward. Now it's Bennett back in. Bennett up the near side, looks across Verhage. High slot shot. He scores! Carter Verhage! The overtime winner here in Game 3. The Panthers take it 3-2 the final. Hanging around, hanging around. Carter Verhage flops a nut straight. Pay that man his money. Speaking of money, the series now for sure going to be shifting back to Vegas for game five. But first game four will be Saturday at eight o'clock. The puck drops at FLA Live as the Panthers will look to even up that series at two apiece. And those are the guys that you're rocking with. So again, Stone Labanowitz says the Florida Panthers are the team most likely to be able to hoist the big trophy at the end of this thing. I'm rocking with the Miami Heat. Eric Spolstra and gang, I think they pull out game four tonight at home at Kaseya Center. Who do you got? Who is in more position to win? Who's most likely to hoist the Stanley Cup or the Larry O'Brien trophy, the Florida Panthers or the Miami Heat, who both trail 2-1 in the finals? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776. 
888-729-3776. That's the number to call in to Ken Levick Alive, or you can tweet at us at ESPN West Palm or at myself at Theo Dorsey TV. Stone, I got to tell you this much. As a sports reporter who gets to uh, step into these environments and is so blessed that two South Florida eight seeds made the final and are having home final games, I- I've got to say, it is, it's bittersweet when you walk out of an arena and it's a loss like what happened with the Heat in Game 3 against the Nuggets. But all in all, it is, it's, it's amazing for me. This is the first time I've actually been to an NBA Finals game, first time for a Stanley Cup final as well. Only my second time covering a hockey game, and it's, it's uh, at the biggest stage. But for me, Stone, it's like you, you want these outcomes to be good for the fans, all of the fans that are crowding these arenas and, and, and high-fiving and hoping their team can extend these series a little longer. You see the players and all the hard work that they go into to make these things happen for for uh, for themselves and the legacies that are on the line. Like Jimmy Butler is a guy who it feels like just deserves to have a ring with all the playoff performances he's given us over the past three years, and he's this close to it again. For me, it, it's it's amazing to be a part of this South Florida run. It's been bigger than the Heat and Panthers, but right now it's all about the Heat and Panthers, and it's it's just immaculate to be to be witnessing right now. It, and- and we've talked about it at nauseum, that it necessarily doesn't make sense. But there's one thing, and it's not to, to pour cold water on it or anything, but this Heat team last year, refresh me, where were they seated heading into the postseason? One seat. Last year, heading into the season, the Panthers, where were they seated heading into the postseason? President's Cup, one seat. That's right. And so none of these rosters have necessarily changed. Look at a guy like Jonathan Huberto for the Florida Panthers, who's no longer with us. But other than that... I mean, he got filled, that gap got filled pretty quickly with a guy like Matthew Kachuk, who yeah. now is everybody's baby boy and our prized possession in Sunrise. And I think that looking at both of these teams, we laugh as they come into the playoffs as eight seeds. As Florida Atlantic heads into March Madness as a nine seed, and as yeah. the Miami Hurricanes head in as a, what, a five seed? Five, yeah, five seed for Miami. So some of them surprising, some of them not, but it's almost like they were destined to do this. Like, just don't let them get into the playoffs. And you talked about Jimmy Butler's performances over the last three years. They've all been special. He gave us the 56. He's gave us the leaning on with his head down in the game in the bubble against yeah. the, the Los Angeles Lakers. And like, he's obviously hurt right now. Like, that ankle obviously isn't, isn't healthy, and he's not able to get around guys like he had been in the past, even though Aaron Gordon is a tough matchup anyway. Of course, of course. And, and all things considered – we asked the question, you know, who's most likely to hoist the big trophy? Yeah. <laughs> we can choose a side all we want. It can be the Panthers. It can be the Miami Heat. But who's actually going to get it done? I think one of them at least is going to get it done, right? To go 0 for 2 would yeah. be to be gut-wrenching. I think we, we had that in the Final Four. <laughs> right, we did have that in the Final Four. When yeah. you look 10 years down the road, is this Miami Heat team even going to be spoken about? It's, it's, a, tough, it's a tough discussion. Like, I don't necessarily have the answer. I don't think anybody has the answer to that. What are they going to recall? Heat fans were going to recall Jimmy Butler's 56-point performance against Giannis Antetokounmpo. That we can recall. But this is going to be Jokic's first ring. This is what we're going to do. This is going to be the Nuggets' first ring as an organization. If. And for the Panthers, you're getting swept in 1997. And then for the Heat, you just haven't got it done in, in, in such a long time now, it's ever since the Big Three left. I don't know. This is a tough spot to be in. But it almost feels like one of them's going to get it done, or at least in our eyes, one of them has to get it done. There, there's always that main character uh, syndrome that sports media and people on Twitter and anybody analyzing or talking about these games has, especially when you get to this stage, the playoffs, the finals. And I think that's where things are starting to shift. Like Nikola Jokic 
feels like the main character in these NBA Finals. Whether it, whether the Nuggets win or lose, it's all been talked about around his legacy and what it means for him. People are lifting out the question, will he be the greatest European player of all time if he gets this ring? Is he passing up Dirk and Giannis and all the other great European players who have stepped foot in this league, right? You're also hearing, even in the Celtics series with the Heat, it was all legacy talk about Tatum and legacy talk about the Celtics and will they have to blow it up this offseason and all of this stuff. None of it has felt like it's been about the Heat, and I wonder, it makes me wonder, like, you're right, how do we remember these series, even if the Heat win this finals, is this series more so about, oh, the Nuggets weren't quite ready yet if the Heat win versus this being a thing? Because nobody's talking about Jimmy Butler's legacy like that. Like, nobody's talking about what this would mean for Eric Spolster as a head coach and where that lifts him up in the pantheon of the great guys who have, have been on the bench in the NBA. Like, that is the one thing that's kind of troubling to watch. But but also, again, the biggest thing about this Heat team and even the Panthers team, they, they, they utter the same sentiments. It's so funny how the parallels between the Heat and the Panthers have been. They don't give a damn. They don't care about the narratives. They don't care about the talk, the odds, the fact that the Heat are underdogs, three-and-a-half-point dogs at home. They don't care about any of that stuff. They just play ball. But the question is, like, at this stage, against the best team right now in the NBA, is just playing ball enough? Like, how do you get over that hump? Okay, so then this leads to this question, which one's more impressive if they get it done? Because we've heard our FOS, our friend of the show, Jay Will, talk about <laughs> if the Miami Heat get this thing done, this is the greatest. This, this is not me. This is Jay Will. Yeah. This is the greatest playoff run we've seen in NBA history. He said that verbatim. Yeah. And for the Florida Panthers, you look at it as, as an eight seed coming in, and knocking out a team like the Boston Bruins, the most wins during the regular season, the most goals scored during the regular season. I mean, just that roster in itself, yeah. the history that that organization has. If they end up getting past the Bruins and lead their way to a Stanley Cup, is that the greatest run that we've seen in NHL history? I know the NHL goes way, way back, and there have right. been some greats who have hoisted and gone on some crazy runs. I think the NHL or the NBA one's more tangible, but which one's more impressive if they get it done? Speaking of greats in the NHL, Wayne Gretzky, like I didn't, I didn't, I didn't feel the aura I thought I would feel when, really? when, he, when he walked right past me last night at FLA Live. Is like, it all the plastic surgery? Uh, maybe so. Also, he does look. He looks, he like, look, it looks like a stiff board. Yeah, it, it, but it, like I don't know. You know, like when you're, I, I've been, I've been blessed enough because of this your job we have to be around some of the legends, some of the Mount Rushmore guys in, in each of the industries: Tiger Woods, Jack Nicklaus, um, the Joe you know, Namath, Joe Namath. Uh, these kind of guys that carry this kind of presence about them that make you even like kind of nervous to be in that same room oh, yeah. in that same air as them. But Wayne Gretzky kind of walked right past us and everybody, you know, was kind of, oh, what's Wayne Gretzky? And I'm like, Man, it's the great one, but like, I'm not <laughs> feeling it. I'm not really, there's, where, where, where is it? I'm not saying he's not the great one. Of course, he's, he's, it's amazing. It's hockey, all that great. But I'm just saying, Stone, I, I, I expected to feel something and I just didn't feel it. <laughs> I, so, uh, Sorry, Wayne. I don't hate you for that. Yeah, it just and, didn't hit me like that. I, and it makes a lot of sense though, right? <laughs> 30, 31 years old yeah, and, yeah. And, and, and myself, I'm 24. So it makes sense, right? We weren't able to, I think if you had experienced <laughs> some of the things that he's been able to do, the runs he's gone on, yeah. the goals and just the literal greatness that he possesses and walks around with, it'll make more sense. Like when we had Mike Tyson on the show. That's that dude there. To watch Ken's face. So to listen to Ken, and Ken is one of the best interviewers that I've ever heard, just the way he's able to generate thoughts and ask questions and, and break somebody down. He's off the cuff. He's so well. Mike Tyson comes on the show, and I've never seen anybody 
bold. Like Go! I saw Ken Bolt. Oh, and, I, I, and I can say that only because he's not on the show today. Right. But he brings it up all the time, how it was one of his worst interviews he's ever done. And he said, the memories that it brought back, like how I see this guy because of what he was in my childhood, yeah. freaks me out. Like he was murdering people when I was eight, nine, ten years old. Yeah. Like that's how I know that guy. And for Wayne, he was the most skilled and one of the greatest hockey players while he was playing, similar to what we're seeing with LeBron. So it just doesn't hit us as hard. It makes sense. There's there's science to it, right? You don't know what his aura is. Yeah, the gravitas. It just wasn't I think when we have children and LeBron James walk by and we're like, Oh my god, there's LeBron James. I hate LeBron. And our kids are like, I don't know, it just doesn't do it for me. I know I'd rather look at a guy like John Moran yeah. or or if he can <laughs> John Moran. What, I hope what, not. Whatever the case is, whoever fills that spot, Duck I think cover. it's gonna be the the same thing. But seriously though, Theo, who who's more impressive if they were to get it done? Is it the Miami Heat or is it the Florida Panthers, all things considered? It would have to be the Miami Heat. I mean, right now, the the wave, the force that the Nuggets are playing with, the control that the Denver Nuggets have in this series, I mean, they're the bigger team. They're the more skilled team. And when they're locked in, when they're not making all those defensive miscues and mistakes that have been highlighted so often, whether it's Michael Porter Jr. just losing a guy in a corner, Jamal Murray not giving effort on a closeout. KCP hasn't been able to do a damn thing. KCP has not looked like the champ and the veteran leader in that locker room that everybody's been making him out to be like. But when the Nuggets are locked in and not giving up mistakes on the margin, it's just hard for the Heat to get buckets. Like that was what that was really the biggest difference in game three. You can point to the rebounding margin. Yes, they got all rebounded by 25. A lot of that had to do with this the Nuggets making their shots. They shot above 50% from the floor, and the Heat shooting under 40% on twos. Not just threes, but on twos. Like the Heat were bad. They played bad offensively, and a lot of that had to do with what the Nuggets were doing. And again, the Nuggets just tried it out length. They tried it out size. Yep. And, and Mike Malone challenged them. He challenged their egos, and he said, you guys gave me no effort in game two. I need the effort in game three, and they delivered. If the Nuggets play like that again in game four, I think that's the, the biggest uphill climb for the Miami Heat right now is it feels like this series is in the Nuggets' hands. If they play sound, if they go out there and execute, then they likely are going to win those games unless the Heat just have a, a historic shooting night. But for the Miami Heat, they've got to be – playing 110%. They've got to be on their piece. They can't have any miscues, any turnovers, any missed 50-50 balls. Like, the Heat have to be – and that's why I think it will be more impressive. I think that would be more impressive if the Heat get over this hill that is the Nuggets, but I do expect them to do so because of those guys in the locker room and because of Eric Spolstra. Yeah, I, I think you hit it right on when you talk about the Nuggets. If they're playing well and they're playing sound, yes, they dictate play. Like, this is all on them. But that's What's gotten the heat here is mucking games up yeah. and making things ugly. We're talking about a team who's led the league in deflections, but who's led the leagues in steals. Who This is the next-gen stat I saw that I'm going to hang on to for a long time. Most players on the floor per minute or whatever the thing I saw, next-gen. I mean, that's the Miami Heat. Like, this yeah. is what they do. When we talk about heat culture, like those are the tangible Diving things. Diving for loose ball. Yeah, those are the tangible things that define it. But really, why it's the Miami Heat, why the answer here as far as who, who is more impressive if they were to get it done, it's the Miami Heat. It's the roster. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody on this roster besides a Jimmy Butler and maybe three quarters of Bam Adebayo are not deserving of a ring. And when I say deserving, I mean like if you just go team by team in the NBA, you can pick a handful of guys that deserve a ring more than a guy like Duncan Robinson. Even though he's paid championship money than Duncan Robinson. Except for a guy like Gabe Vincent, I mean, heading into the postseason, I, I'd venture out to say whether you're a casual or not, I'm not sure you know who Gabe Vincent even is. It's tough. Don't know where he went to school. Yeah. Don't know how long he's been in the league. Don't know who he spent his 
G League time with all these kinds of things. I mean, the list goes on and on for these guys. We could keep going, and I think that when you look at the rosters that face value, it's definitely the Miami Heat because it's meme material almost. Yeah. Like yeah. we're going to, we've had this Chris Paul discussion. I feel like for for years at length, and now it's coming back because his own child is getting bullied at school because his right. dad can't win a championship ring. And then Gabe Vincent's going to walk around with the ring on his finger if they were to get it done. Like the memes that will get, this thing's going to be everlasting if the Miami Heat can, can get it done. You're making me almost want to plant my flag for the Miami Heat just, just for this. But no, I'm rocking with the Cats. I think they have uh, more of a chance to get out of here hoisting that big shiny thing. Who is most likely to hoist the big trophy at the end of this thing? The Heat are down 2-1. The game four tonight at Kaseya Center against the Denver Nuggets. The Florida Panthers down 2-1 coming on the heels of an overtime victory against the Vegas Golden Knights at FLA Live. Both teams at home the next two nights, both teams with a chance to even it up at 2-all, but I ask you, who's most likely to actually finish the series on top? 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, and a bit of officiating news ahead of Game 4, Stone Lebanowitz. The man in stripes leading the officiating crew at Kaseya Center when they tip things off. Don't do it. Is going to be none other. Don't do it. They know the extender, Scott Foster. <laughs> He'll be in the building. Now, we saw what Tony Brothers did in the first half against the Heat in game three. And I did mean that when I said it, against the Heat. All the phantom calls. But we got Scott Foster for game four. I'm not sure if it, who he's on. You know, it feels like the extender, Scott Foster, would want the Heat to win for the league office. Who knows what's going on there? But we'll see. We'll see how he's feeling in the first half and the first quarter, how he sets the tone. There's three things to watch here in game four for, at Kaseya Center. How, what kind of energy the Heat come out with, what kind of execution the Nuggets come out with, and how will Scott Foster set the tone? We will see. He's Stone LeBanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. Ken Levick is on a boat, but this is Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. It's a big teddy takeover, baby. Theo Dorsey, WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, in with Stone Labanowitz. Stone, I need the vibes back up in here. Can I hear that Verhage game winner one more time from last night? Let's get Verhage in here. Tried to nudge it out front of the net, but the Golden Knights move it forward. Now it's Bennett back in. Bennett up the near side, looks across for Hagee. High slot shot. He scores! Connor Verhage, the overtime winner here in game three. The Panthers take it 3 to the final. Hanging around, hanging around. There it is. Courtesy of the Panthers radio network. Those are the good vibes we're looking for. That's what I'm hoping for when I go to Kaseya Center tonight for game four of the NBA Finals, Heat Nuggets. And you know how I'm getting there. It's the only way. The only way to travel to Miami Heat games or Marlins games, and that's the big yellow train, the Bright Line. Bright Line's buzzer beater trains, the best way to enjoy Miami Heat basketball at Kaseya Center for every home game. And hopefully there's more after tonight. Hopefully there's a game six. You just hop on GoBrightLine.com or get the Bright Line app. You find whether you want to ride smart or premium, and, and you know I love a good premium ride. Cause you know, usually if I was if I wasn't covering a game tonight, I'll be sipping I'll be sipping some wine. I, I'd have a nice Pinot. 
for my guy, Ken Levick, who's out on the cruise right now, who would love to have a Pino on the bright line with me on the way to the big game. He's, he's good. He's good. He's got his drink. He's we, got his deck. We heard from him. And when you're on that bright line, you can stay to the finer bu- final buzzer, thanks to the buzzer beater trains, which depart after the game. So I can make sure I get all of the coverage I need for WPTV News Channel 5, WFLX Fox 29, and ESPN 106.3. Don't have, a, have to miss a minute of the action. You skip the traffic. You skip the parking. You stay to the final buzzer. Brightline, the only way to get to heat games. Go brightline.com or download the Brightline app. Woo! The Panthers down 2 1. The Miami Heat down 2 1. Who is more likely to hoist the big trophy when it's all said and done in the Stanley Cup final and the NBA finals? We got Segway Sean on Ken Levick Alive. Segway Sean, I got to know who are you hitching your wagon to? Right now, is it the Florida Panthers? Is it the Miami Heat? Who's got the best sh- shot to uh, to win it all this year? The day one of the Big Kenny sales of seven seas, huh? That's it. That is right. <laughs> you got You know what? Maybe we could all use a little bit of a respite from his big personality. I love the guy. <laughs> I listen every day, but you understand what I mean. Anyway, so I had to preface this with the, with the fact that I'm a huge fan of both. And so this is all we're splitting hairs here. I mean, we're getting we're getting spoiled, gentlemen. We're, the, the, the last <laughs> we are spoiled FAU, in this whole in this whole the last three months. I mean, with FAU and, and the Hurricanes going to a Final Four. I mean, when this ends in two weeks or in a week or whatever, we're, we're I, I love the Marlins, but come on, it's not going to be able to get me through the summer. <laughs> so Panthers Heat, just because, and I know the Panthers they beat the overall number number one seed with the, with the Bruins. But, you know, we, the Heat, they got through Milwaukee, the number one seed in the East. They beat Boston. Boston was the number two, if I'm imagining yep, correctly, yep. right? They were number two in, in the East, right? And, and, and I mean, I know, I know New York is not close, close to those two, but it is a big rival. It's got a lot of coverage. Yep. So, yeah, so in, 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 the, in the span of media coverage, I would say probably the Heat, especially if they can get through the number one seed, in the Nuggets, I would have to say that the history probably look at them as. But again, it, it's I can't remember. Maybe New York had a team with with two sports at the same time playing for the the title. I, I'm, I'm baffled too. I gotta go look it up on Google or something next time. But it, anyway, it's an amazing experience we're having. I gotta go with the Heat right now just because of what they've been able to do. Uh, yeah, the Heat. But I'm I'm enjoying watching both guys. That, there it is. No shame to that. Segway, Sean, appreciate the call. He's going with the Heat like me. Stone Labanowitz has the Panthers. Who do you have currently down 2-1, the Heat and the Panthers? Who's most likely to hoist the big trophy? 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. Also have a Twitter poll out there at Theo Dorsey TV. Cast your votes. Who are you hitching your wagon to? Heat or Panthers ahead of game four tonight at Kaseya Center for the Miami Heat? Yeah, I think just listening to Sean on the phone, that's why we're proposing this question. Today. It's hard. It's it, hard. It, it almost was like he was going to switch his answer yeah. halfway through. And I think that's where we're all standing. And I think Sean did a good job of almost persuading me to switch my answer because you look at what the Heat have done. Like the Milwaukee Bucks, like me and Ken, I remember on the show, didn't even want to play that series. Yeah. We wanted to lose to who was it? The Bulls. The Bulls. We the wanted play-in. to lose. I was tweeting, blow it up at that time. In fact, it was so bad, there was no confidence at all in the Miami Heat in the first round that we didn't even have heating up. <laughs> we've been doing the heating up, and for those that haven't been listening, an hour before tip-off, we've been doing one-hour show called Heating Up. It's been myself, Theo Dorsey, alongside JMP, 
and we do previews to the game. We give predictions. We bring in great interviews and guests. It's a fun time. It's a party. It's a great way to tune up for what we hope to be another great game tonight. We're doing it again tonight starting at 7 here on ESPN 106.3. During that Milwaukee Bucks series, not before game one, not before game two, not even when the Heat were up 3-1 against the Bucks did we ever have a heating up. Heating up started when the Knicks series started, and that's because even when the Miami Heat were up 3-1 against the Milwaukee Bucks, there was a feeling, not just here in South Florida, but across the nation, that Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Milwaukee Bucks would find a way because this Heat team had been bad all regular season. They lost the play-in game against the Atlanta Hawks, and they almost lost to the Bulls. They were down. It took Max Struess shooting out of this world to carry the Heat into the playoffs, and now the Heat find themselves in the NBA Finals just down two games to one at home. It has been an incredible run, and I think there's a reason why you can never give up on this Miami Heat team. Even in Game 3, we were sitting up there on press row, myself, Brian Rowitz, and Tyree Smith from the WPTV team. Um, we were sitting up there, and in the fourth quarter, it's getting late. The Heat were just down by 20. They start closing in on the lead. Duncan Robinson hits those two deep three-pointers, and even with three, four minutes left when it looks grim for any other team, you just walk out. You walk down, you get ready for the post-game stuff so you can get some interviews in and you can get all of the uh, podium stuff and get a good seat. Nobody on press row would leave. This is right around the time. It's garbage time almost. The Heat had Nikola Jovic in at a certain point. <laughs> it was garbage time. Before Haslam came in, there was still some trepidation. Can we go down and get our seats? You know it takes a while to get down on those elevators. We're all the way up top on press row. But nobody moved the muscle, and it's because this Heat team has forced you to believe that there's always a chance. If there's a slither of light, there's a chance for the Heat to creep through and shock the world. And that's why even down to one even going up against Nikola Jokic, who looks like it's his NBA right now, you still have to feel like there's, there's optimism and there's something there for the Miami Heat. Yeah, we. T- I mean, couldn't have said it any better first, and then... You go to the Bucks. you go to the Knicks. We talked about how the Knicks played well. Like, obviously, they weren't that big of a threat in the grand scheme of things, but they played well. Yeah. Had us scared at times. Brunson, is, he's, he's a baller. He's and then, that. And then you find yourself in the Eastern Conference Finals against the team at the time in the Boston Celtics who was even money to hoist a Larry O'Brien. Yeah. Eastern Conference Finals were set. The Western Conference Finals were set. Who's the favorite? It's the Boston Celtics at even money. Yeah. And the Heat end up going up 3-0 on them. Like, yeah, you're right. They, they've, they've shown us not to doubt them. But there are times watching. And every Heat fan out there, and everybody who's watching these games, you don't have to be a supporter. You that can be a court. hater. Yeah, that third quarter. I know. When you're watching this team and they start to play like an eight seed, it's so easy to give up. Yeah. You're like, these guys, first of all, shouldn't even be here. With the size and the link differential between the two teams, you're looking at almost a varsity versus a JV team. Like, they just don't match up. But it wasn't any different against Milwaukee. It wasn't any different against Boston. It was Spo, leaning army of guys who are delusional, who don't necessarily know when, where, and how they were drafted and how they found themselves in this position. So, yeah, it is hard to doubt these guys. I guess the more and more we go, I am going to plant the flag on the heat because they've been in this spot before. Like They've been home dogs more than anybody in a postseason. They've set that record. I think that's a really cool statistic to yeah. find yourselves down – one, two in a series and have been home underdogs more than anybody yeah. in the entire NBA in its history, it's cool. <laughs> I mean, there's just no other way to look at it. It's, like they, They've resonated with everybody that watches sports. It's one of the greatest stories right now in sports in the past decade. This Heat team and just South Florida in general, the runs that we've seen. 
The Miami Heat down to one game four tonight. We know Scott Foster is going to be um, officiating. Ugh. We don't know what that means yet for the Heat until he sets the tone. The nickname kind of helps the mood, though. It does. Right? He, He's the extender, which means, okay, we're going to get this one done tonight. Yeah. And also, officiating Nikola Jokic is probably not all that easy. So for a guy with a, a quick whistle yeah. like Scott Foster, who knows? You give him two early ones like we had spoken about during the break. You give him two early ones, hey. Might have ourselves a ball game. I'll take whatever help he'll give because it's a it's an uphill climb for the Heat. But one person who feels like the Heat are on a steady path, and he feels like he's never too high, never too low, is none other than Jimmy Buckets, playoff Jimmy. And if you're a Heat fan, we've been hearing the same messaging out of Jimmy Butler all postseason, and I've seen people pushing back on it. So instead of me kind of shifting the focus here, I'm going to go straight to the horse's mouth. Here's Jimmy Butler. Yesterday, ahead of game four, and then afterwards, Stone, just listen to how he's talking. Remember all of the words he's given us throughout this postseason run, and tell me, do you still have faith in these very words? Here's Jimmy Butler. Missed shots, made shots. We just got to win because then nobody's paying attention to it, um, which we will do. I will be better um, because whenever I'm better, we are better as a whole. Obviously, I expect to win, um, but what makes me proud is these guys are never out of the fight. Um, they're so joyful um, because we're in this thing together through good and through bad, um, and I'm, I'm proud of my guys for that. I love my guys for that. So tomorrow we're going to come out with a lot more energy. We're going to compete at a high level, and um, we're going to get one at home. The tone will be set in the first quarter tonight at Kaseya Center. Jimmy Butler saying they're going to come out with a lot of energy. We'll see if that happens but again, we got to know, who are you hitching your wagon to? Who has a better chance to hoist the big trophies um, at the end of this thing? The Miami Heat down 2-1 or the Florida Panthers down 2-1? As the South Florida Magic keeps a rolling, oh, and again, 888-760-3776, the number to call into the show, 888-760-3776. This South Florida train and Magic keeps rolling. We hope the Heat and Panthers pull it out. And then we shift into full-time baseball season. And the Miami Marlins stone looks like they're in the playoff hunt. Hey, they look phenomenal. We're talking about six straight wins. They're a game back in the NL. I'm rooting for these Marlins. I've also tapped in. They've also filled my pockets a little bit. One of the reasons that I am actually tuning in. Of course, legally, right? I paid yeah, for the MLB of package. There's no other way to do it. But Theo, let's knock it out of the park this season with the Miami Marlins. Lone Depot Park offers you the ultimate experience with plenty of ticket options. You can get single-game tickets or invest in a Marlins membership that gets you even more lock-in priority seating. Save on food and merch. Access to exclusive member events as well. Come out and support your favorite team this season as they celebrate 30 years of Marlins baseball. There will be promos, giveaways, all of that stuff all season long, not to mention the players like Jazz Chisholm, Sandy Alcantara, Guys in the lineup batting 400. Oh. Jesus Sanchez. There's a lot of those guys that we're rooting for right now. So yeah. get your tickets today and join us at Lone Depot Park. Visit MLB.com slash Marlins slash tickets. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. 888-760-3776. The number to call in. Who you got more faith in, the Heat or the Panthers? This is Ken Levick Alive on ESPN 106.3. From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. We're the capital of sports. South Florida, that is. Everybody wants in. Everybody wants a piece. Players coming in. Lionel Messi to enter Miami. Jalen Ramsey to the Miami Dolphins. 
Hey, speaking of the Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins are coming to the ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Tickets going fast. The Xavier Howard Celebrity Softball Game and Home Run Derby on June 17th. You can watch some of the biggest names on the Fins, including, it was just announced, Tua Vailoa, plus Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Teddy Bridgewater, our very own Dean Thomas, King of All Media of UFC, and heard on Josh Cohen and the home team with Dean Thomas and Tina. Purchase tickets online at ballparkofthepalmbeaches.com. It's the perfect, perfect Father's Day gift for Fins fans in your family. I'm not a father yet, but yeah, I would love love somebody to gift that to me. It's a beautiful gift, actually. Beautiful gift. A great time, I'm assuming. So, get on there and get that right now. South Florida is the place to be right now in sports. South Florida is the place to be right now for athletes. We have Inter-Miami acquiring Lionel Messi. <laughs> Maybe one of the greatest transactions that it's getting buried just because there's so many other things out here, but that's huge. You got Jalen Ramsey to the Dolphins this offseason. That's crazy. That's immaculate. And then also the Miami Heat. They're in the midst of an NBA Finals run, but just a couple days ago, ahead of game three of the NBA Finals, Heat fans got some of the most nurturing and encouraging news from Damian Lillard. He was on a podcast. Do you remember what, what the podcast was? Or? No clue. We'll give, it, we'll give it credit afterwards, but... Dame Lillard on a podcast asked directly about which teams. And again, he's been he's been reluctant to give answers on these questions in the past three, four years. Dame Lillard, superstar, a game changer. He was asked about where he might want to be traded if he does get traded this offseason. And Heat fans, listen closely because whew, it is soothing to the ears. You hear these analyst talks. Everybody keeps saying Damian Lillard is going to be traded to the Knicks, Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Heat, Damian Lillard should be traded to the Celtics, Damian Lillard's going to be traded to the Nets. If one of those trades went went through out of those teams, which one would you be like, ah, that's not too bad? <laughs> Miami, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Miami is the obvious one, and Bam is my dog. Bam is my dog, for real. But, I mean, I think Miami, the obvious one. Brooklyn is the obvious one. Is another obvious one because Mikael Bridges is my dog. You cut it there. I don't care about Brooklyn. That was Damian Lillard on the last stand with Brian Custer um, saying not only is Miami obvious, but Bam is his dog. So he wants to come to the Heat, and he wants Bam to be there in Miami if he comes. So that trade package obviously will be some sort of hero, first-round picks, probably Duncan Robinson and whatnot. What does All that make them. you feel, Stone, when you hear that? We went through the off season, heading into this season, saying we needed that one piece. Yeah. We were calling for a big, right? Oh, give us John Collins. Like we wanted, we wanted big. KD at one point. We wanted KD at one point. Yeah. And when it came to the point guard, we were willing to take a Russell Westbrook. We were, we yeah. truly were. We, we the door was open. We, we we got ourselves excited. It, it took a little bit, but we got ourselves excited. The Heat front office had foresight. They give knew. us a, give us a ball handler. Give us a shot creator other than Tyler Hero. Give us. I mean, Damian Lillard, are you kidding me? The answer is unequivocally yes to no matter who you ask in the heat round. No matter what. Like, no matter what. That would be a huge transaction for the Miami Heat. And again, of course, they don't care about that. They're not focused on that at all. They're focused on game four tonight at Kaseya Center against the Nuggets. They're trying to get a win. They're trying to get a trophy. And then they can think about Dame Lillard talk in the offseason. That's for us to uh, pontificate about and, and figure out how they can make it work. We'll hop on the trade machine and see what 
machinations or will get Dame Lillard to South Florida. But but there's an, another big name. I wouldn't say a bigger name than Dame Lillard, but a huge name in the NFL that might be making his way to Miami as well. And it could happen any moment now. We can see the news from Adam Schefter today. We could see a tweet. I mean, I don't know, Dolph Kleinman, he might have it first. I mean, the way he tweets stuff out, it feels like somehow he's tapped in, even though he's just kind of uh, just sourcing other things and tweeting it out himself. I don't know. I'm looking at NFL Networks, Twitter. It, it could happen any point for the Miami Dolphins, but Stone will tell people who that is. And we'll also hear directly from Mike McDaniel, who, who was asked about potentially acquiring this player that could change the fortune for the Miami Dolphins and maybe have them as the next South Florida team competing for a championship. We'll hear directly from him as well when we come back here on Ken LeVica Live. He's Stone Labanowitz. I'm Theo Dorsey. We got so much going on in the capital of sports in South Florida. And all the while, Ken LeVica's out on the boat. It's Ken LeVica Live on ESPN 106.3.